sound cue, go. Welcome to my off headset. It's a theater podcast for people who have survived the month of April. <laughs> I am Alessandro Gyron. And I'm Adam Lemos. Welcome to the tail end of April. <laughs> so our our week-long hiatus took a little longer than, <laughs> than we planned. It's okay. That That's, that's my bad. Um, I was traveling and then I got sick and then... Every year, April just screws me. Yeah. Every single year. It's just theater in general. But I never expect it. Yeah. Like, like obviously, uh, November, December is always going to be Nutcracker season. My summer seasons are really busy. I know yours are too. Mm-hmm. But I'm always, always, always blindsided by April. And maybe that's because school kind of ramps up too. Yeah, it's like right in the... The middle of the spring season, I guess. So, you know, you get back from winter break after, you know, being away if you're in school. And then, like, you're about to head into finals. And that's when most, like, main stage productions are for schools and where, you know, companies that, you know, have year-round seasons. You know, April always seems to be... A show month. So, yeah. Because everyone is doing stuff in April. So, it happens, you know. We enjoy doing this podcast, but other we're also, you know, we're doing other things. So, you know, we're here to talk about our experiences doing other work. And so, That's I don't true. think... I don't think we should feel, you know, bad. And I'm I sure... Feel, I feel bad. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, obviously, you know, we wouldn't have a podcast if we didn't... weren't out doing things and working on things that's true that's um, a good point to come and back and talk about yeah um, so what were you doing in april sandra um <laughs> uh work-wise or work-wise um so we basically had a lot of concerts like big concerts who brought in a lot of equipment come into my theater and we don't normally do those kinds of shows mm-hmm. which is why oftentimes when a concert or like a, a musical act does come in, they'll oftentimes bring their own soundboard and sometimes even their own speakers and whole system. Sure. Because we just aren't very well equipped. And it's always fun to have those kinds of shows in there. I really like live music a lot. Uh, I mean, I'm a sound engineer. I want to be a sound engineer. You are a sound engineer. I guess so, yeah. So, So I really enjoy those kinds of shows, but they're very exhausting. And especially we have like three in a we had like a rehearsal for one and then the actual performance of that and then we had another one the next day so it was like three 14 hour days back to back to back yeah that was i think last weekend the weeks are really running together now i guess two weeks ago it's yeah tuesday now two weeks ago yeah uh and then we had a bunch of shows in last weekend so basically i've just been doing all these different types of shows and i'm very tired yeah what have you been up to? Uh, you know, teaching a lot, 
some classes in, some start later in the spring semester. So, you know, juggling the weird dynamic of having some shows ending and then having to immediately jump into the next group and the next class with a fresh energy. Yeah. It's like, you guys have been here for seven weeks. You know what you're doing. This new class, you know, do you welcome ever, in. Do you ever mix up? The classes? So I don't mix up the classes, um, but I will do is going the transition from summer camp to like going back into like a school setting and like the fall is that is when I usually get jumbled. By the way, what Uh, we're talking about here is Adam's job. Yeah, I am a teaching artist for acting for young people. And we have, you know, summer camp programs and after school programs and Saturday programs sort of all over the place. Um, But it's really funny. I did catch myself one time this past fall right out of, you know, summer. We have like five groups. I was teaching a a class and after school that was the same age group as group two, which are like, you know, a specific age group. And so I'm like in class teaching and i'm like all right group two come on let's get it together like let's get mm-hmm. into rehearsal and they're like group two who's group two what are you talking about Dang. um so you know you can it's easy to get a little frazzled when you're like jumping around all over the place but luckily you know i have a lot of really good groups this spring and doing some really fun stuff and so it makes it easy to sort of you know every time you walk in the door to bring that energy back it's be, just being an artist in general, but especially being a teaching artist, you know, these kids, you're only there for like an hour a week most times in these after school programs. Like, yeah. they deserve someone who is going to be at 100% energy. That's fair. Yeah, that's a good way to um, look at it. So you've just, you've got to remember that. And even though you're doing this five days a week, it could be the best one hour yeah. of that kid's week you're doing it you know. for the children yeah yeah you know. for the children but actually though yeah um and so i've been doing i've been doing a lot of that and i've had a lot of really fun projects go up with a lot of really cool kids uh, more auditioning around the area i have another audition coming up on thursday so that'll be exciting um but yeah all in all just kind of a lot of driving, a lot of driving all over oh, Nova. God, I feel, yeah. To you know. I haven't I haven't had a full night's rest in so long. Yeah. You were saying like trying to give a hundred percent to the kids for these lessons because they only get one hour a day. I feel like I need to take that into the events I do at work because mm-hmm. for these people, most of the time they've been planning this event for months, if yeah. not longer, and it's like really special for a lot of them and for me. This is kind of like another show (laughs) that I got to do. So I feel like I need to get better about that. We had two different ballets in last weekend. Mm -hmm. And even today, or yeah, I was at work earlier this morning and I was getting things mixed up. I was looking at our gels that we had and I was like, weird, like our top lights are missing some gels. And I was like, oh, I'll just call the technicians from the ballet that are coming in on Saturday and asking Mm -hmm. if they, if they struck them. And I was like, no, wait, no, those are the technicians from the previous ballet. They're uh-huh. not coming back in. It was just a whole moment. Turns out my boss took out the gels. <laughs> they were found? Yeah, yeah. We needed to take them out for an orchestra concert we have at yeah. the end of the week. Yeah, burnout is a very real thing. Oh, God. So Yeah, that's the topic of yeah, this week. If you guys couldn't tell. 
We're coming back after a three-week vacation <laughs> to talk about burnout. Well, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a vacation. It was a lot of work. And vacation for the podcast. Yeah. This podcast is a vacation. Yeah. We do this. It's a blessing. <laughs> but yeah, just sort of, you know, knowing how to balance that work hustle and, you know, take care of yourself and not not get burned out or what do you do when you are burned out because i feel like no matter what Mm -hmm. burnout is gonna happen yeah it's always gonna hit you if you're working and i would i would argue in pretty much any industry where you're really dedicated to it and not even just working like hobbies too there's gonna be times where you just feel overwhelmed by what you've been doing and you just want to quit yeah can i tell a little story yeah i think you've heard it. it my sophomore year of college was a mess. I worked on every single show that George Mason put on that semester. And it was just kind of how things worked out. Because we, at the time, we didn't have a lot of technicians. Mm-hmm. So I ended up working on every single show in some sort of capacity. Honestly, I don't remember a lot from that semester. I know I was nearly fully nocturnal. Pretty much every morning was get up at 9 to go to class and then get home by, like, like just go through classes and then re- straight rehearsals and then coming home at midnight, midnight 30, eating, trying to do homework, and then repeating it. Mm-hmm. And it was just exhausting. And by the end of the... And the, I finished the semester, and I remember I went into one of our professor's offices, and I looked at her, and I was like, I don't think I'm going to come back. I don't think I'm going to come back to school. I think I'm done. And she was like, well, that's your choice. I recommend like going home for the summer because like I had, I had planned it. So I had like a month off. Uh I wasn't doing any sort of theater work in the beginning. And she was like, go home, take a break. If you decide not to come back, that's your choice. And I'll respect that. And she told me, she was like, because, like, the professors at the time, and I don't know if any professors listen to this podcast, and maybe this is, this is not this is not true, but according to her, the professors at the time were very worried about me already. And she felt bad that some of them kind of put, like, allowed me to put myself in that situation. And I don't blame them. But knowing that people give a crap about you is, is important. Yeah. But anyway, I, I went home. The Witcher 3 had just come out. (laughs) I spent that month playing Witcher 3. Just my parents had just moved houses too, so I was in like a new house, so I was just up in my up in this bedroom that was very unfamiliar, just playing this game. I remember that. Yeah. And then I got a call from a friend of ours, Emily Berry, and she was like, Hey, I'm doing a fringe show in DC. Do you want to do it? We need a stage manager. And I had never done Fringe before. Mm-hmm. And at this point, you spend a month in a room playing a video game. You will take pretty much any excuse to get out of the house. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I really I really don't know if I should do theater. And she was like, oh, it's like this really cool show. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. So I did Fringe for the first time, which is kind of grungy. Yeah, They're kind of whack spaces. We yeah. were in like the upstairs of like a concrete building. And... A bar downstairs. This bar downstairs. Space was in the round. It was kind of a conceptual Peter Pan movement-based show. And I had so much fun. And I was like, oh, right. 
theater can be fun mm-hmm. and interesting as opposed to just taxing and yeah. overworking you. And I think that's important. I think it's important to be able to... I guess the more... Sorry, the story went on for a little bit. Maybe. Kind of reminiscing <laughs> about that year. But it's important to be able to take a step back from something that you love, but you're kind of starting to get tired of, and just distance yourself from it for as much time as you can afford. It's mm-hmm. a little bit harder when it's your job, unfortunately. Yeah. But distance yourself from it as much as you can, and then come back to it from a different angle. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I sort of did the same thing on like a broader scale where I always, I sort of describe it now as I front loaded all of my shows at Mason. Yeah. Where Mm -hmm. I was just from freshman year, fall semester, I did at least three to four shows a year uh, the first two years. And then I about like, yeah, it was halfway through my junior year. I was like, I just don't want to do this anymore. And that's when, and that's when I moved into yeah. tech. Yeah. You know, I'm back in acting and I'm very excited and I've got a lot of fun, really cool projects coming up. But, you know, sometimes you do just need a different creative outlet and that's really, that's okay. And that's yeah. really important, I feel like, to be able to flex and grow, I think, as an artist. And especially you know, like we said, around this time period, April is just always, for some reason, really crazy. And, and it always and, it's always unexpected, yeah. too. And for you students, you know, going into finals, mm-hmm. like, it will be okay. <laughs> like, I promise you. Summer's uh, just around the corner. Yeah. Being on the other side of uh, graduation... Like, I look back and, I don't know, There's there will always be time to recharge. You just have to get there. Now, as a graduate, <laughs> I'm asking you, because uh-huh. obviously I don't know, because I haven't graduated. Yeah, let's say. <laughs> um, do you still get pumped for summer? Uh, I mean, I get pumped for a different reason. So, like, summer camp is one of my favorite parts of teaching AFYP summer camp AFYP summer camp is so much fun and so like I get pumped for a different reason it actually it winds up being more of a time commitment but it's it's still fun and exciting and you know you've got you know long afternoons and evenings to still go do stuff with people but it is a very different feeling especially going into this first summer um, yeah of you know being out of school it feels very different but like i'm interested to see what comes and i'm excited because i will be you know back at summer camp and at the end of the summer is when my show first show of the year basically that i'm going to be doing is going to start rehearsals uh, so you're basically so moving from summer camp into rehearsals, into rehearsals. Yeah. so it's not it's not in def- Definitely not a, a a break or a summer vacation, yeah. as it were. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't feel like I've had a summer vacation in years and years and years. Yeah. But summer break was always like, like in high school for me, it was always like, okay, I'm going to go work in the theater five days a week. Yeah. That, that rules. It's, I guess, like being in theater, we're lucky that we can enjoy our jobs to the point where... Yeah. You have a summer job, but you're, like, pumped about it. Yeah. Plus, you don't have to do homework. Yeah. Homework sucks. Homework. homework is awful. 
So what do you do then, though, if, you know, summer vacation isn't really a vacation, how do you recharge your batteries? Take a week off. Yeah. Even if you're working, like, like you should be, if, if your job doesn't allow you to take a week off occasionally, mm-hmm. then that's kind of a crappy job. Yeah. Just take a week off. You don't even have to travel. Just, just recharge on your own, you know, sit in your room and play video games, read books. I want to drive. Get together with some friends and play some Dungeons and Dragons. Nah, that's that's <laughs> who does that? <laughs> this, this, you know, in an alt, in an alternate universe very similar to our own, we run a D and D podcast. <laughs> maybe one of these days. Yeah, no, that'd be fun. Yeah, um, maybe when when we run out of material for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. That's the other thing too is. I find that I'll get so caught up in working that, you know, I'll just, like, look up and look around and suddenly realize, oh, I haven't seen this friend in three weeks. Are you talking about me? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and. Uh, Yes, and, you know. And, well, I will say, too, as well, though, is definitely value the friendships most that, you know, you can give that space to and know that like oh so and so just has a lot on their plate right now yeah. they're going through a lot um obviously be there for them to pick them back up but you know i think those are the strongest friendships too that when you know things get tough you can leave each other to take care of business yeah. and then maybe just like reconnect re- or like just reach in and be uh-huh. like yo whenever you're free again like yeah. let's get lunch we love each other <laughs> just not Whenever we're free again, let's record a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think I think like in the example of you and I, we have the benefit of just we've also not only know each other but we have worked together so often that we yeah. kinda understand the habits we fall into yeah. when we work too hard. You start eating a lot of Cheez Its. I eat so many Cheez Its. <laughs> like nothing else every, really. Every free moment you have you are in bed with your Cheez Its. Yeah. I don't know what I do. I kind of black out when I uh, when I work too hard. I don't drink like a fish anymore. Yeah. When I work too hard. I was going to say. Yeah, no, I got that under you're control. A lot, you're a lot better about that. In the past few years. It's probably uh, the internet is your biggest vice at this point. Yeah, I would agree with that. Internet yeah. is pretty awful. I got I got Avengers. Spo- I know I told you this earlier, yeah. so I'm just going to say it on the podcast. I know we don't curse on this podcast, but I swam to jump, my friend. <laughs> the new Avengers movie got 100% spoiled for me. And this happens to me all the time. I get stuff spoiled for me constantly. The new Star Wars movie, Last Jedi. I had a clip of one of the final battles spoiled for me about a week before the movie came out. You just can't get on the internet. Uh, the last season of Game of Thrones, I won't say it here in case anybody doesn't want to be spoiled, but the big twist with, like, the, you know, you know uh-huh. what I'm talking about, where it comes out of the lake, you uh-huh. know what I'm saying? That that got spoiled for me before the season even began. Dang. The internet is a curse. Yeah. The so, internet uh, is a mistake. So, uh, small side lesson. Uh, the internet's awful and no one ever should spend time on it. Except yeah. to listen to our podcast. That's true. Um... But yeah, you know. Sorry, I got off topic. <laughs> I've been I've been thinking about it like all day. I'm really mad about it. But at the end of the day, you know, sometimes nothing is better than curling up with Netflix after 
you know, yeah. being burned out a little bit. Um, but then I guess how the other tricky thing that I found is motivating yourself to get back to it, getting back to the grind after yeah. you've burned oh, out. Oh, for sure. And then, you yeah, know, it's super hard. You unwind and you let everything collapse and you fall onto the couch for a week. And then how do you get back up and like go to the next thing and i remember you put on your big boy pants yeah yeah i know there's no way around it there's no other way around it is you put on your big boy pants sorry about that i just had a coffin fit and had to get water i mean all right that's done that's the last one you were talking we were talking about putting on your big boy pants so yeah, you got to put on your big boy pants, and uh, that happened to me about a month ago, where I had just a a big cluster of auditions back to back to back, and I had a little bit of a break, and I could relax and you know focus on work and earning money, and I was like not really thinking about the next auditions, and then one came up, and I. You know, I was so tired at this point. You gotta, you gotta find ways to make things fresh too when you're auditioning a lot. And you know, if you're using the same monologue over and over, it can get stale pretty quickly. Yeah. So I, I felt like things were getting stale. And Haley actually had to force me to go to this one audition, mm-hmm. and that's the one, the the yeah, one I wound up yeah. getting. So you know, I feel like it's it's got to be so easy to get burnt out on auditions. Yeah, you're waiting in line. You're constantly like reading these these pieces and singing these songs, and you go in front of these people over and over. It's got to be, it's got to be. Well, like the tricky thing too is that you know you never you always want to go in there with your cleanest, most polished stuff, and that's always going to be the stuff that you've done the most. And so being able to keep that fresh is like the vital part of being an actor and when you're just starting to burn out you know that's literally what acting is is key is discovering something in the moment as if it was for the first time so burnout is like one of the toughest things that an actor can face because it is a direct opposition to the job that they are there to do yeah um and so you know you can try and combat that by like switching things up and bringing in a fresh piece but then you bring in something that you haven't you know worked on nearly as much you are much more prone to failure and yeah. like stumbling yeah, in the audition tricky. and messing yourself up it's interesting so. like i wonder if like for technicians burnout is almost like the opposite like we're constantly moving on to the next project the next mm-hmm. show because obviously an actor you're in a show rehearsing for a month yeah and then you perform for like a month half a month a little more whatever um and for technicians we will be on a show for a few weeks or in my case it'll be a day yeah i have a different event every single day and it's this other thing where it all just blurs together mm-hmm. i'll meet people who say yeah like i worked with you last year and the year before I'll be like, I no I have z- yeah, I have zero recollection. Like I might have like a faint memory of this person, mm. but I won't recognize I, I won't I definitely won't know their name. I won't know what kind of show they're doing. And it it, it sucks that it's something I'm trying to be better about because I want to build these relationships with my clients. Yeah. Plus it makes my life easier if I can just remember. But it's tough. It's really, really a pain. So I guess when I get burnt out, I just kind of want something a little like I just want to be able to stay in bed for a few days mm-hmm. and just 
recuperate before I could get back to this like hectic, like different show every single day. No, do a little retail therapy. Yeah, yeah. Adam <laughs> and I did a bit of that today. Yeah, bought a new shirt. Bought a new shirt. He bought, bought new, new earrings. They look good. Feeling fresh. Thanks for coming. Yeah, Adam's a good shopping buddy. I will. I, I you can, can put that on your resume. Yeah, right. <laughs> I can shop for everyone but myself. I found. Who could shop for you? I I could shop for you. I have a good eye for things. I just don't wear clothing like I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll take Haley. <laughs> no. <laughs> Once again, I am beaten out by Haley. <laughs> you know, you called her your best friend in the first episode of this podcast, and it. It went right down to my soul. It stabbed me right through the chest. I don't know what to tell you, buddy. You different, son of a gun. Different friends for... Uh, oh, my God. Different roles. Oh, savage. My best boy. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. <laughs> you are my best boy. No. You are my best boy. No. She is my best girl. You're making that's what I'm gonna have to do. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna have to do when I get married. It's just my best man and my best woman. True. Yeah. You know the purpose of the best man in the wedding is to fight anybody who comes to challenge the hand. Of the Are you see? I had no idea. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah, it's true facts. That the best man was the like the one who was armed. <laughs> yep. Just in case. I, I, so you're gonna be my best man. Yeah. 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 Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I think, unfortunately, Adam, I have to pick one of my big burly friends. Yeah, no, I couldn't, I couldn't handle that responsibility. <laughs> that would be pretty good. Anyway, burnout. Yeah. Um, it's, stay, stay positive, friends. I mean, like, stay do focused. stuff like this. Like, I think for me personally, when I'm feeling burnt out, all I want to do is sit alone in my room. Mm-hmm. But that's not constructive. Yeah. And... Then I just kind of get inside my own head. You know, like, being by yourself is definitely nice. Yeah. But for me, I think, to a certain extent, I need to reach out to other people and just... I need to do stuff. Mm -hmm. I can't just be a slob if I'm burning out. I need to, like, actively be doing something else that is separated from my job. Yeah. I know I, I was making a joke earlier about me being locked in a room playing Witcher 3. But that I was doing something. That was like something I was really passionate about. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still really passionate. That's a <laughs> great game. <laughs> so, so yeah, I feel like for me at least, reaching out to some other friends and just just doing something. And it's so tricky because, you know, in a in a career like theater, this all used to be our hobby. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. it was like, this was our hobby, which is what helped us recharge yeah. when we were burnt out on school. And so and now, now we're getting burnt out on theater. Like, what do you find to like recharge yourself? Have we talked about theater as a hobby versus a job? I, I mean, a little... Yeah, I think yeah. we've touched on it. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get um, into it deeper one of these days. Yeah, Because it's something I feel really strongly about. Yeah. Because um, your relationship with a thing changes when you start getting paid for it. Yeah. And it's a very real transition. And, you know, I've known plenty of really talented actors who, you know, they went on and they majored in other things. And I was like, what? you're so talented. Like, what are you doing? And it's like, I don't want the profession to kill my love for the thing yeah. that I'm doing. Yeah. And it's not even just acting. It's, you know, music. It's all sorts of things. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, um, 
you know, actors, theater artists, you know, you gotta find the other thing that helps you. You need at least regenerate. one other hobby. You can't be over probably your still hobby. creative. And some, yeah, or exercise. A lot of people exercise. Yeah, I mean, it sounds ridiculous to me, but <laughs> but yeah, no, that seems totally valid. Yeah, I don't know. Burnout's tough, man. This past month has been really rough. I'm feeling okay now. Yeah, I had, a, I had like a like Sunday night and Monday. It was that was a good time. Yeah, I had a good time. So. Feel like I'm starting to recharge. Plus, I got some easy events at work this week. Good. I'm feeling. I'm feeling much better. Plus, you and I today. Yeah. Today, today we got to hang fun. out almost all day. Did nothing. I went to work in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did nothing for the first time in a very long time. Ah, burnout. Burnout is very difficult to deal with, especially the first time you're feeling it. Mm-hmm. Like you won't even register. But after you get past it. You get past that first time and you go back to whatever you got burnt out on. It becomes way easier to tell when you're starting to feel out of whack. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to understand your personal signs in feeling out of whack in what you're doing. And being able to counteract that. Yeah, I remember very distinctly, it was like my junior year. I was just exhausted all the time. I know for me, a big thing is, you know, I'll have like memory loss or just like forgetfulness and just like, I can't Mm -hmm. focus on anything and nothing makes sense. And I feel like I'm just in a haze all the time. And I very distinctly remember in one of my acting classes, I just, it was a very simple thing just to memorize the lines for this one scene. And for some reason I could never get them. And I just, like, cried all the time. Oh, wow. And, like, and randomly over the smallest things. Was this junior year? This was junior year. Oh, yes, I remember. Yeah, right? (laughs) I remember you crying over random stuff. Over random things. Um, So it was, like, memory loss and forgetfulness and just spontaneous, like, fits of sobbing over, like, the smallest emotional thing. And I was, like, in... I, I was talking to someone, and they're just like, "Well, you're probably tired, and it's probably it is probably the symptom of a greater problem." Yeah, and yeah, it's just you know, school and work and life it catches up to you, and like you said, recognizing the signs of it is very important because now I know when I start forgetting random things or I'll cry over an episode of you know Parks and Rec or something. Yeah. That, ah, like, no, yeah. that, nah, that yeah. makes sense. That's not weird. <laughs> that's not weird. I don't think that's weird. Yeah. No, there are two things that I learned from my sophomore year burnout, and I tell underclassmen this all the time. You gotta eat, and you gotta sleep. Yeah. Nothing. I think sleep might be overeating for me. Mm-hmm. Nothing is worth losing sleep over. Yeah. Straight up. Minimum eight hours, it's fine. It is fine. Yeah. That's how I know when I'm getting burnt out. I stop sleeping and I stop eating. <laughs> no, this is kind of a rambly episode, but I, yeah, I liked it. It's been a, been a while since we've been in the studio. The studio. Also known as Sanjo's room. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you want to plug this week? Not this week. Got some stuff coming up, but I'll save it for a later date. Yeah, uh, you and I have some stuff coming up, but... 
that might not come into fruition for another month or so. Yeah. Um, we'll keep... Stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. Exciting announcements, yeah, guys. It'll be, it'll be interesting. A movie that I sound designed, it's the first time I've sound designed a movie, it's called The Gay Club, it is premiering at the Mason Film Festival on Sunday, May 6th, directed by Logan McKenna-Brown, who's currently a senior at Mason. It's about a group of students at a high school in Georgia trying to create a gay-straight alliance club. It's based on a true story. It's a pretty powerful movie, and I'm very glad to have been part of it. Once again, sorry for the lateness on the podcast. We might have, in a few weeks, there might be another hiatus when you and I are moving. Yes. Um, We'll try not to let that happen, but it might. But we're going to try to get back on a weekly schedule, I think. Yeah, good to be back. Yeah, good to be back for sure. Thank you to India Mays for the design of our logo. Thank you to Pup for the use of our theme song, Sleep in the Heat. I think that's it. Sandra off headset. Adam off headset.